John chapter 6, I want us this morning to, uh, to start a, a new series. It's only going to be three weeks long. It'll take us up uh, to the first Sunday, the Sunday before Easter. Uh, Easter is four weeks away. Uh, hallelujah. It'll be here before we know it. Um, but called Nothing But the Blood. You've seen the theme this morning through our worship time uh, of singing about the blood of Jesus Christ. Did not our choir did an outstanding job singing that song, uh, This Blood? I love that song. I had to go home and had to find out who sang it. Now I got it on my little phone so I can hear it all the time. But the version that I heard on my phone is not as good uh, as the one uh, that we heard this while ago. So I thank you, Brother Andy. Thank you, Choir Mindy, all those that shared in that. Nothing but the blood. And the title this morning is The Pathway to Faith. Nobody is going to heaven apart from the blood of Jesus Christ. Nobody. No matter what other religion says, what other somebody else may say, no matter what one preacher may or may not say, nobody is going to heaven apart from the blood of Jesus Christ. In fact, one person had said this, that everything about the Bible, and this is what I believe too, every single thing about the Bible points to Jesus Christ. If you take Jesus out of the Bible, all you have is a history book. But if you put Jesus in the Bible, you have a life-changing book. And no matter what verse, what, what chapter, what uh, book, Old, New Testament, it all points to Jesus. One person, preacher, said it like this. He said, when I went to a church, uh, one of my favorite things was water baptism. I wanted to preach on water baptism every single time that I stood behind the pulpit was to preach water baptism. Well, this went on and on and on and on. And finally, some of the people got upset. Is this preacher going to preach on anything but water baptism? So some of the leadership came up to him and said, look, you got to preach on something besides water baptism. Everything that you say all goes back to water baptism. He says, next week I want you to preach on Genesis 1-1. And there's no way I know you can take that text and apply it to baptism. So the preacher said, okay, sure, I'll do that. So he gets up before the church. He says, I want you to open your Bibles to Genesis 1, verse 1. And he read the scripture in the beginning was, in the, beginning was the heavens and the earth. And the earth is two-thirds water. So this morning I want to preach a text uh, titled, Water Baptism. <laughs> but everything in the Bible is about... Jesus, every text points to Jesus. John chapter 6, Jesus is teaching. There are some disciples in the group, but mainly those that are listening in John chapter 6 are those that do not have a relationship with Christ. These people are religious, but they're not. They do not have a relationship with Jesus. And in John chapter 6, I want you to read in verse 52, follow on. The Bible says, The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Because he said that in verse 51. You gotta, I'm the bread from heaven. Whoever uh, I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the entire world. Verse 52, they quarreled among them. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Verse 53, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoa. <laughs> but then he goes on even a step further. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. He said it twice. And then he goes on to verse 55, For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The third time he said that. 
Verse 56, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, that's the fourth time, abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he taught in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So what is the pathway of faith? Jesus, instead of reducing His message so His hearers could understand it, instead, in verse 52, the Bible says they quarreled because they did not understand what Jesus was teaching. The text prior to what I read this morning is the passage about Jesus being the bread of life. And He's not talking about physical fulfillment. He's talking about spiritual nourishment. And these religious leaders do not understand that. So instead of getting smaller with his detail, Jesus goes even a step further. And he says, not only am I the bread of life, but if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can have no part of me. I don't know about you, but that's not something I would physically want to do. That's not something I would literally want to do. We are not vampire Christians. We don't drink the blood of an individual, nor do we eat the flesh. We're not cannibals. This is not who we are as Christians. So what in the world is Jesus talking about? Some may say, well, this is a reference to the Lord's Supper. This is what we just experienced as a body of Christ. But this is not referring to the Lord's Supper because the Lord's Supper has not even been instituted yet to the church. And then number two, Jesus is speaking to unbelievers. Why would He share an ordinance of the body of Christ to a people who don't even believe that Jesus is the Christ. So this is not in reference to the Lord's Supper. This goes even so much further to what Jesus is trying to say. A couple of things this morning about this passage. This text teaches about walking in faith. This text teaches about being total Totally committed to the Lord Jesus. So how does that happen? What is the pathway of faith? For some of you this morning, this is going to be brand new. You you never heard how to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And this morning you will hear that. For some of you, it is a refresher course. And I don't know about you, but good news, I always want to hear good news. You never get tired of hearing about the gospel. First step is this. It's to come to the cross. It's to come to the cross as Jesus is teaching this going back up to verse 51 the scripture says I am the living bread which came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread he will live forever and the bread that I shall give is my flesh which I shall give for who for the life of the world. Jesus died for all mankind. And in verse 52, they quarreled among themselves saying, how can we understand that? Jesus is trying to teach His his listeners, you've got to come to the cross. No matter where you are at in life, whether you lived during the days of Moses, or you didn't, but those who lived in the days of Moses, you're living today, or you're going to live 2,000 years from now if the Lord tarries. Every person must Come to the cross. No ifs, no ands, no buts. To have everlasting life, the first step is to come to the cross. Why come to the cross? Because the cross breaks you. The cross is a place for brokenness. 
The cross is a place where you give everything that you have, where you break down your selfish, sinful lifestyle and you break it at the foot of the cross to a person that loves you and a person that died for you. You know this, when you buy milk, you've got that seal that's around milk. And you take that little, uh, uh, some of you drink the blue cap kind, that doesn't have the good stuff in it. The red, the red seal's got the good stuff, it's the whole milk, that's okay. And you take that, they take that seal off, you, know, you never want to open it up if it's, not, if, it's, if it's not sealed. So you go and you buy a gallon of milk, half gallon of milk, or chocolate milk, whatever it is, and... and um, some of you, it's buttermilk. Grandparents used to buttermilk. I didn't, didn't do that. Anyway, it's got that, that seal around there. And you take that seal off so you can take the milk. In the same way, when you were born in this world, you had a seal. Your life was sealed and bound by sin. And no person, no preacher, no family member, no, no anybody can take that seal off. Only Jesus. That's why when you come to the cross, what you're saying is, Jesus, I need you to take the seal of sin out of my life. Jesus is trying to teach these unbelievers. He went from the bread of life. In fact, he goes all the way back to John chapter 3. He told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. You've got to get that seal off of your life and to be born from above. He told the woman at the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4, look, this water that, that you're drinking will make you thirst again, but the water that I give you will last forever. You've got to get that seal out of your life. It is sin. John chapter 5, you have a man who has been... Uh, who, who, it needs to be healed. And Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? And he gets healed. And Jesus says, before he goes back into the city, go and sin no more. That seal in your life has been broken. So you come to the cross and have that seal of sin. It is, it is broken. Your life is broken before God. You have to, 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 to have a broken life before you ever understand the pathway of faith. You got to come to the cross. The cross is the place that connects the physical with the spiritual. First, first Corinthians 1.18 says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. Hymn writer said it this, the, the third verse of, It is well with my soul, my sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. If you've never been to the cross, you, don't under, you don't, do not know what everlasting life is because it starts at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a place where man goes and their life is to be broken before Almighty God. The reason why these Believers, these unbelievers, these Jewish religious people are mad and quarreled among themselves is because Jesus is trying to break their sin soul. And instead, they walk away. You're here this morning and you don't know Jesus. What He's trying to do in your heart is not mess up your life. Yes, He is. He is trying to break that seal of sin. And He's trying to get you at the cross, a place where there's healing and a place where there is forgiveness if you will just come to the cross. It's the first step. Not only do you need to come to the cross, but number two, you need to trust in Christ. Come to the cross. 
and then trust in Christ. Verse 53, going back to our text, the Bible says, And Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, and unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you will have no life in you. That word eat and drink, it refers to a, it's a verb referring to a, 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 a particular action that is once and for all. What Jesus is telling these believers is not to come every month or every two months or every quarter and observe the Lord's Supper that you eat the flesh and you drink the body. What he's saying is when you come to the cross to trust in Christ and to partake of Him, Everything that you are and everything that He is becomes a part of you. And you trust in Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. You trust in Him. Uh, let me give you a couple other verses in chapter 6. Go back up to verse 29. John chapter 6, verse 29, the Bible says, Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe. That's that word, believe. Then go down to verse 35. He says, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who, what? Believes in me. Verse 47 says, most assuredly I say to you that he who believes in me has everlasting life. He who, what? Believes in me. Back up to verse 35. The Bible says, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me. Verse 40. The Scripture says, and this is the will of Him who sent me, that everyone who, what, sees, looks, sees the Son of Man. Verse 45, it is written in, all, in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has, what, heard and learned from me. All of these terms, believe, come, uh, listen, all of it refers to what we call faith. Eating and drinking involves a faith that is real and productive of results as any literal eating or drinking. To eat His flesh and drink His blood is to commit yourself to Him. It's not just coming to the table and saying, oh, that really looks good and walking away. Instead, it is to commit your entire life to Him. About 10 or 15 years ago, I was working at a landscaping company out of Hernando, Mississippi, and my boss for, that, for our Christmas gift gave us a gift certificate to Texas de Brazil in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, some of you are saying, hmm, it's about lunchtime. Yeah, you had a, anyway, breakfast, I hope. Anyway, so I had never heard about this. So I asked my boss, I said, what is this? He said, you never heard that? I said, No. He said, let me tell you what you do when you go and you sit down. He said, they got this huge salad bar there. Don't eat the salad. You go and you sit down. It's all about the potatoes and the meat. So you go and you sit down. They give you a card. On one color, it's red. On the other color, it's green. When you get in there and you're ready to eat, turn that card over to green. And then they just bring out food left and right. Anything you want, any type of meat, anything that you desire, you just, they, they just will continue to go to your table until you turn that card over to red. Then that means stop, they'll give you a second to chew, then you turn that green card back over and they come back again. I said, I've never heard of anything like that. I said, I think I may like that. <laughs> so a couple of weeks later, we were in Memphis 
Didn't have time to eat there, but I wanted to know where it was at. So I went downtown, and even though I was from Memphis, didn't go to downtown a whole lot. So I wanted to see where that place was at because I was going to go there. I had a gift certificate. I had a young bride there, and I thought this would be really good to go out and to have a date that didn't cost you anything. So we go and we find the place. I said, listen, I've heard about this place. I've got a gift certificate at this place. Now I've seen it. So we go back home, but you know, it doesn't do any good just to hear about it and just to see it. So we go and we go to that place and we go in there and Elizabeth goes straight to the salad bar. I said, honey, you can't go there. They said, don't go to the salad bar. Don't ruin your meal on rabbit's food when you can have all types of meat that's coming your way. But she came back from the salad bar because I knew that's what she liked. I sat down, I turned my card over and they just continued to bring, the first thing they bring out is lamb chops because that's what people don't want the most, and, most of. And then they finally brought out the bacon-wrapped filet mignon out of this world. You're ready for me to quit, aren't you? And I ate that. I partook of that. A lot of it. And I've gone back a couple of times. And I've eaten it again. Jesus, what he's saying here is not to so far out of the world to where you can't understand it. He's saying, guys, you don't believe in me. But just as you sit down and you eat and drink something, you are totally committed to that food. You don't just hear about it. Oh, that, that, now you have heard about it. You don't just look at it and say, that's look. You take, you partake in it. It comes inside of you. And what Jesus is saying is to come to the cross and to have faith in Lord Jesus Christ means that just like you are eating, you partake, you give your life to Christ. It becomes a total commitment of everything that you are. You come to the cross and you trust in Him and you give your entire life to Jesus. It's not a part-time salvation. It's not let me try it out and see if it works. Let me try it out and see if I like it. Let me try it out and I may come back later. No, it is to give your entire life to Christ saying, God, this is everything that I am, but also saying, I want everything Jesus of you. I want to eat your flesh and drink your blood. It's to saying, Lord, I want to come to you and I trust you with all of my heart. But then the last thing is this. Not only do you come to the cross and you trust in Christ, but you walk in the blessings of life. You walk in the blessings of life. There's three things that are happening in this text about what happens when you give your life to Christ. Three results of your relationship with Christ. Three results of coming to the cross and trusting in Christ. The first one's in verse 54. The Bible says, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has what? Eternal life. And I will raise him up the last day. What is eternal life? Eternal life is the life of God. Our God has no beginning, has no end. He's the first and the last. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Eternal life means life with God. It means that you have life that has no end. It means when you give your life to Christ, there's no end date to that. It is everlasting life. It is life from God. The Bible says He will also raise us up the last day. He mentions that in verse 39. He mentions that in verse 40. He mentions that in verse 44. This is all in chapter 6. And then He mentions it in verse 54. Brother John, do you believe in the eternal security of the believer? Absolutely I do because it is all over Scripture. 
Jesus says, whoever believes in me, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood, what is that? That is total commitment to Christ. It means trusting in Him as your Savior. Whoever does that has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So Jesus said, if you give your life to Christ, then at the end, I will raise you up. He didn't say, but you got to do this, this, and this. He said, I will raise you up in the last day. When you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, nothing shall ever separate you from the love of Christ. Nothing, nothing, nothing in this world will take you out of the hand of God. It is God who saved you. It is God who will sustain you until the end of time when Jesus will raise you up and take you home to a place called heaven. I believe that when somebody accepts Christ as their Savior, they are saved forever. So you're here this morning. You don't know the Lord. You come to to the cross. Trust in Christ. You will be saved forever and ever and ever. No matter what happens in this world, you can be assured that Jesus Christ is your Savior. Nobody can change that. That's what the text says. But then number two, not only do you have eternal security, are you saved forever, but you also have fellowship with Christ. Verse 56, he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, he what? He abides in me and I in him. When you come to the cross and you trust in Jesus as your Savior, Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit comes in and lives inside of you and you have fellowship with Almighty God. You have a Father and His name is God. He abides in you. And then number three. Is you have strength for daily living. You have strength for daily living. Verse 57 says, As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me, he will live because of me. Strength for daily living. Brother John, I don't know about this salvation thing. I don't know about giving my life to Christ. What happens when I give my life to Jesus Christ? You are saved forever. You have a relationship and a fellowship with Almighty God. You have strength for daily living. You have strength to go through this world and to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it means to have a pathway of faith. I'm going to ask if you would to bow your heads. Every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. You've heard the gospel this morning. And although Jesus died for the world, you still have to respond to the cross. You're here this morning. You don't have a relationship with Christ. Would you come to the cross? (laughs) Would you come and say, God, take everything that I am? God, would you break me of the seal of sin? Come to the cross. And as you come to that cross, would you say, Lord Jesus, I pray this morning and I trust in You as my Lord and Savior. And friend, if you do that, the Bible says you have everlasting life. It's very interesting that when you came in this world, you were sealed with sin. And Jesus Christ breaks those chains and those seals, gives you everlasting life, and then seals you with the power of the Holy Spirit. And just as nobody can take away your sin except Jesus, nobody can take away your salvation except Jesus. And He's not going to do that. 
He says, I'll give you everlasting life and I'll raise you up in the last day and I'll take you home to heaven. So if you're here this morning you don't know Jesus, I want to encourage you in just a few minutes when we have an invitation, if you would just to come. If you would just to come. I realize there's no cross in here and I realize the cross that Jesus died on in a literal sense is not here. But by you stepping out and you coming to an altar like we call here, it's just some steps, but it's an altar. It's a place where your life can, can be broken before Almighty God. Would you just come? Christian, you may need to be, to be reminded this morning about what Jesus did for you and to be thankful for the cross of Calvary. There may be others that have decisions need to make this morning, whether it's baptism or church membership. If God, Lord's laying on your heart to come, would you, would you be obedient to that this morning? Father, I thank You for this invitation. And I pray today, Lord, as we've heard Your Word, that You'd help us to respond in faith and trust. In Jesus' name, Amen. I'm going to ask if You would just to bow your heads, Brother Andy and Cindy, as they play and lead. Uh, and as you're, as you're praying, I'm going to ask if You would just to come. Would you